Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, in so many ways, faith and prayer have been nudged out of the public square, sometimes downright pushed out of the public square. And yet it's so interesting that in crucial times in our country, it seems to still be the natural place to go. Uh, you think just a few short weeks ago uh, when uh, Buffalo Bills player uh, tragically uh, went into cardiac arrest on the field, and it was the natural reaction of not just the players and the coaches on the field, but the people in the stands suddenly all dropped to their knees in prayer. Uh, it was a natural reaction. And so it's interesting. I've always been a, a big fan of the annual National Prayer Breakfast in Washington, D.C. It's a, it's a unique thing because it goes across faith traditions and it goes across the political spectrum and brings people together to talk about some principles that are really a lot of the uniting principles. And while participation in organized religion has declined in the United States of America, uh, there are still the majority of the population who do express a faith tradition, uh, who do engage. And I think it's just an interesting way, especially early in the year, early in a new Congress, for the president, for leaders of both political parties, uh, for members of both political parties to come together and talk about something other than who's winning an election, who's raising campaign cash, who's uh, attacking who on the floor of the Senate or the House, and just step back and focus on things like faith and prayer. Uh, The president, of course, always gives an address at the National Prayer Breakfast, along with uh, a number of faith leaders, and this year was no different. So I want to go in a little bit in terms of what President Biden said today at the National Prayer Breakfast. Uh, Also a very stirring, very stirring message uh, from one of the bishops uh, today that was there at the National Prayer uh, Prayer Breakfast. So let's start with President Biden. He began his address referencing back to his Christmas message about caring for one another, particularly through the tough times. Just before Christmas, I offered a message to the country, a message that is to the heart of the Christian faith, but yet is universal, a universal message of hope, of joy, of love, whether you're Christian, whether you're Jewish, Hindu, Muslim, Buddhist, or or any other faith or no faith at all. It speaks to all of us as human beings who are here on this earth primarily to care for one another. Look, look out for one another and to love one another. It's not always easy. It's hard, but that's, that's our, our, our mission. The message is always important, but especially important during tough times, like what we've been through the last three, four, five years. The president focused on lawmakers in Washington, and he, he called on those lawmakers to practice what he called, and I love this, the ministry of presence. Take a listen. Let's continue the practice of the ministry of presence, being present not just for yourself, but for one another. That's what's expected of those of us in public service. It means being there for one another. But, uh, you know, there are those uh, in the greatest need who look into us. They've elected us to help them, to really look at each other, not as Democrats, not as Republicans, but as who we really are, as fellow Americans, fellow human beings, worthy of being treated with dignity and respect. So being present, not just for yourself or your red team, blue team, your tribe, Uh, but really being present for each other. Uh, That's how we get things done and get it done in a better way. The president closed his message, as he often does, with a message of unity and moving forward together as one nation. Let me close with the question Dr. King asked us all those years ago. Where do we go from here? My message to all of you and to the nation is we go forward. We go forward together. Let's be the doers of the word. Let's keep the faith. 
Let's remember who we are. We're the United States of America. We're born out of an idea. There's nothing beyond our capacity to remember who in God's name we are. My prayer for this prayer breakfast is we start to see each other again, look at each other again, argue like hell with each other again, but then still go to lunch together. See each other, argue with each other, and still go to lunch with each other. That's not a bad message. I think the president did a great job today. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. And that was an important message. Now, buckle up your seatbelts. Bishop uh, Vashti Murphy McKenzie gave a powerful sermon during the gathering, uh, really focused on the story of the Good Samaritan and what that means for all of us as Americans. One can do much alone, but we can do more when we are united in vision and voice. This man in the story stepped over cultural, religious, and societal guardrails to meet a need. What would happen if we do the same? All of us have had beside-the-road experiences. Yes, we have. And I still thank God for the Samaritans who stopped to help me. Maybe somebody stopped for you. Maybe they didn't. But that doesn't exempt us from loving in the public square, showing mercy, being honest, being resilient, or helping someone else get there. We don't have to be perfect, but we must show up. We have to show up, and the bishop closed her remarks with the same call to action from the parable to go and do likewise. The Bible declares, let us not be weary in well-doing, but we shall reap if we faint not. Let's find new ways to go and do likewise, new ways to pool our resources, change negative narratives, amplify collective wisdom, and see each other's gifts as treasures and not as threats. There is enough power in this room to make it happen. What a powerful message it would be to the world if we walked together, put compassion over callousness, cooperation over competition, and at the end of it, go and do likewise. Great messages there coming out of the National Prayer Breakfast today. Again, uh, that was uh, Bishop Vashti Murphy McKenzie and a stirring sermon there, focusing on the story of the Good Samaritan, but really bringing it home in terms of where we are in the United States of America. Uh, she said that we need to get past the negative narratives that we have with one another and see each other and see each other deeply. And I love the way the president summed it all up. Let's respect each other. Let's argue like crazy over the policy issues. And then let's go to lunch together. 
That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll step aside for top of the hour news. Much more going to come in hour number two. Stay with us on Inside Sources right here on KSL News Radio. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on the KSL News Radio app and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news.